They never found out, for he was a man of few words and held his secrets close. Of course, no secret remains a secret forever. The beginning of the end of Lord Vere's secret came quite literally in an ambush by a young lady of questionable ancestry and equally questionable methods. A young woman who, in a strange twist of fate, would soon become the Marchioness of Vere his lady wife. The rats were Veer's idea. His idea of a joke, to be more precise. London was emptying at the tail end of the season. Veer had seen his brother off at the train station earlier in the day. Tomorrow he himself was headed for Gloucestershire. There was no time like the beginning of August to appear innocently at a country house party to which he had not been invited and claim that he had. After all, what was one more guest when there were already thirty of them running about? But tonight's meeting was about Edmund Douglas. The reclusive diamond mine owner suspected of extorting from the diamond dealers of London and Antwerp. "'We need a better way to get into his house,' said Lord Holbrook, Veer's liaison. Holbrook was a few years older than Veer, When Oscar Wilde had been the country's leading literary celebrity, Holbrook had worn his dark hair long and cultivated an air of intellectual ennui. Now that Wilde had gone off to a disgraced exile, Holbrook's languor was accompanied by shorter hair and a more straightforward display of nihilism. Veer helped himself to a piece of Savoy cake. The cake was airy and spongy, and just sturdy enough for a spoonful of apricot jam. Holbrook had a way of keeping his hidey-holes, a smattering of properties across metropolitan London, well supplied, so that whenever his agents had to make use of one there was always good liquor and the makings of a proper tea. Across the gaudy drawing-room, this particular residence behind Fitzroy Square had once housed a succession of kept women— Lady Kingsley dabbed a napkin at the corner of her lips. She was a fine-looking brunette about the same age as Holbrook, the daughter of a baronet and the widow of a knight. As covert agents, women had the advantage. Veer and Holbrook must assume personas not their own in order not to be taken seriously, an absolute necessity when one went about inquiring after sensitive matters on behalf of the Crown. But a woman even one as sharp and capable as Lady Kingsley, often managed to be dismissed on nothing more than the fact of her sex. "'I already told you, Holbrook,' she said. "'We must make use of Douglas's niece.' Holbrook, sprawled on a red velvet chaise, trimmed in gold fringe, filliped the most recent case report lying on his chest. "'I thought the niece hadn't left the house in years.' "'Precisely.' Imagine you are a girl of twenty-four, well past the age when a young lady ought to be married, and isolated from all the gaiety and amusement of proper society. What is the one thing that would tempt you the most? Opium, Holbrook said. Veer smiled and said nothing. No, Lady Kingsley rolled her eyes. You would wish to meet eligible young men, and as many of them as can squeeze under one roof.
Where do you plan to collect a houseful of desirable bachelors, madam? asked Holbrook. Lady Kingsley waved her hand in dismissal. That is the easy part, the mustering of manly lures. The problem is that I cannot simply drive up to Highgate Court and present the gentleman. It's been three months since I leased the next nearest house, and I still haven't met her. May I? Veer pointed at the report on Holbrook's chest. Holbrook tossed the report his way. Veer caught it and skimmed the pages. Edmund Douglas's estate, in which he'd maintained residence since 1877, was a manor constructed to his specification. There were hundreds of such new country houses all over the land, built by those with a fortune to spare, thanks to the prosperity of the Age of Steam. A fairly common sort of estate, yet one that had proved difficult to penetrate.